Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. More WWE releases expected. More. There's a backstage update on Adam Cole's recent meeting with Vince McMahon to discuss his, uh, his current contract situation. A released WWE superstar was spotted at last week's episode of SmackDown. And then we've also got that WWE is now more profitable than it was during its Attitude Era heyday. This is the news. This is Solo Sunday News. I am not Gareth Morgan. Unfortunately, you were, you're stuck with myself, Andrew Pollard. So I don't quite have the beauty or the charms as Gareth, but... It's Sunday. It's news time. There's plenty to get into. Before we get into that, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff and support us here at What Culture Wrestling. Um, but yes, first up, there are still apparently more WWE releases to come. And this is being billed as a regular occurrence going forward. This was per Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful Select, who uh, reported from one of his WWE sources that, yeah, mass releases expected to become the norm. And this seems to tie back to basically to how WWE has stockpiled talent dating back to what 2018 uh, the plan then was they were looking to tie down as many well as many talent as possible on long-term deals with some pretty hefty paydays as well I remember at the time um, but that plan was to then develop NXT to have several well basically to develop several performance centers across the world which would then become territories as, as such for lack of a better term that was hit. There was initial delays to that when the USA Network move for, for NXT came up. And then following that, there was this pandemic thing, which speaking of which, I have an extremely dead arm today from having my second vaccination uh, as of yesterday. But hey, dead arms better than COVID. Uh, so uh, yeah, the, this <laughs> I'm not sure how this got in there. But yeah, the, it's... Um, that this is part of the reason why WWE has so many talent under its uh, under its banner right now, and this seemingly is going to be the, the, the case of right. We need to edge out more and more talent because we, we've signed so many people over these last what three years, uh, four years. I, I lose track of the year because of that pandemic. Um, but yeah, the WWE approach to this is it's only business. It's only business, guys. If we have to let you go, it's only business, regardless of the reported uh, low morale and, and the, the backstage frustrations of its current roster. But hey. It's only business. Uh, and also an interesting note on this, while Nick Khan is the guy getting, basically getting all of the flack for these releases, for, for Bray Wyatt getting released, for, for the, the 13 people who got released this past Friday, Bobby Fish, Mercedes Martinez, uh, Thick Boy, Bronson Reed, how can you, but anyway, if we went into that, that I could be here all day and, you know, it's Sunday, so let's get cracking. Uh, but yeah, while Nick Khan is the person who gets a lot of the grief for these firings, it still comes down to it's Vince McMahon at the top of the food chain. Um, this, this report from Fightful says that Vince still has final say. 
if there's anything he sees where so say you go to him with right here's a list of 13 people we're gonna let go today boss and if Vince sees Bronson Reed he can go whoa what are you doing no no that guy's staying but it is what it is unfortunately and it looks like it's gonna be more release expected throughout 2021 I'm I mean maybe into next year hopefully that isn't the case because Jesus man it's just I, I'm sure I saw a start yesterday it might even have been from Sean Rossap at Fightful where I think it's 41 people have been released since June which is nuts and like over 100 since April it's depressing reading anyway moving on away from that stuff to adam cole baby and um, now again with it was fightful that first reported that adam cole was due to meet with vincent man at this week's smackdown because adam cole in case you've been living under a rock adam cole's current deal is due to expire basically the end of uh, the end of august his deal had actually expired in in july uh, he's currently working under a one-month extension which would see him through until the end of august which would take him past his uh takeoff 36 match with kyle o'reilly which has not been made official yet but it's official so um yeah adam cole met with vince on friday and the meeting seems to have gone pretty well um yeah they, they met before uh smackdown started so um it was at the what in tampa uh the i have it written down here the amelie arena in tampa florida now this meeting was supposedly set to happen originally the week prior they just made more well, logistical sense for adam cole to meet in uh, in tampa rather than go to minnesota which was the uh, the home of the prior week smackdown uh, yeah the the meeting has seemingly gone well vince man treated it as a high priority which is you know it's that's good to hear because adam cole's a really really talented dude who offers so much and brings so much to the table um yeah wb officials were told that the meeting went extremely well and that vince took a personal liking to adam cole now the thing there is like the dude's been in your company for four years i know vince doesn't watch nxt we we know that but it's like he's been involved in some big moments and matches even on the main roster um but hey this seems like by the sounds of it, it sounds like this is the first time vince has really met adam cole and gone you know what he's a pretty cool guy he's a pretty good dude i like to keep him here um yeah there's been uh pictures have already been made that that well, for adam cole to go to raw or smackdown vince has said to him that yeah our plans are to get you to the main roster Mm, where <laughs> yeah I, I, is, is that a good thing I mean it's, it's it all comes down to Adam Cole and what he, he wants to do really I mean if WWE are offering uh, a massive deal to stay and move to Raw or Smackdown it's I mean you've got to think that this is like the dream of some of a lot of people growing up a lot of wrestlers who are currently in the game their dream was always to get to WWE and to wrestle on Raw at Smackdown at SummerSlam at Wrestlemania compete in the Royal Rumble does Adam Cole have those aspirations does he still have those aspirations maybe and if so it's I don't know, maybe he resigns, but uh, yeah, the meeting seems to have gone well from a WWE point of view. Um, obviously, no deal or anything that has been signed, and uh, there are those reports of AEW giving those glances from afar. At, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on in. Come on in. And let's face it, where Adam Cole goes, he has the talent to be as big as he wants to be. Um, it's just, I don't know. You, you look at that May roster, you look at you look at Karrion Cross. it's like... And that's a dude who's like what six foot two, but like a tank, um, has dominated for two years, and and that's what they do with him. It's it's a tough call to make. It's a tough. It's a, it's a very very tough call to make for Adam Cole. Uh, and also this, of course, you have to remember this this meeting with Vince McMahon took part on the same day, I believe, a few hours prior to uh, the firing of Bobby Fish, Adam Cole's longtime friend, foe, rival, pal, uh, undisputed era uh, stablemate. And it's like right, okay. So does that news then come into it? Of like oh, okay, maybe. It, I don't know. It's it's an ongoing thing, and there'll be plenty more on that, I'm sure, over the next couple of weeks. Um, and also, a, a little note as well with NXT that Pete Dunne's contract is seemingly the date of that expiry is the first of September. So, 
you're in a situation where you've got Pete Dunne and you've got <laughs> you've got Adam Cole both working their last few weeks of NXT as it stands. How do you let this happen? Um, but hey, um, but switching over to uh, to that Minnesota set SmackDown from last week, that's a really loose segue. Uh, and uh, and a former WWE superstar was there, a person who was released again. Talk about the releases that this video is. T- any content lately is bogged down by WWE releases. Um, but it was somebody who was released. I guess it was the first round of mass releases, which was last April, and it was Curtis Axel, the Axe Man. I still think he should have had "I'm an Axe Man," a play on Billy Gunn's Ass Man theme. No, no, maybe that's, maybe that's just me. Or you know, you could have just called him Joe Hennig and really play up the, the heritage of Larry the Axe and, and Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig. But hey, he's he's Michael McGillicuddy, and then he's Curtis Axel. Anyway, uh, regardless of that, he was backstage at last week's SmackDown. By all accounts, it just seems to be that he was just visiting pals because, again, it was in Minnesota. He's a Minnesota native, like his father and his grandfather before him. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I would love to see Curtis Axel um, return to wrestling in some capacity. For me, it's like, I'd love to see him in the NWA. Whether that happens, who knows? But it just seems like a natural fit of, I don't know, with that sort of legacy. Um, but yeah, uh, Curtis Axel was one of the many released on the 30th of April, I think it was, last year. After 13 years with the company, a uh, one-time Intercontinental Champion, a, a two-time Raw Tag Team Champion with Bo Dallas, and I think it was David Otonga, the other one, as part of the Nexus or New Nexus or I don't know, Nexus 7.0. Anyway, uh, Curtis Axel last wrestled, a fun fact, on the 28th of February of last year, losing to Daniel Bryan in an episode of SmackDown. And he's yet to wrestle since. He's yet to resurface. Uh, 41 years of age, Joe Hennig. There's still, if he wants to, there's plenty in the tank still. I mean, the, the dude is a solid hand. This is a guy who... When The Rock was coming back for his returns, he'd be like the go-to guy who The Rock would train with. It'd be Joe Hennig, would be Curtis Axel. Uh, so that like that indicates how steady a hand he is in the ring and, and how valued he is by his peers. And, and by degree in, in, in that regard, but still when it came to what they presented him as on TV, eh, not so much so. But yeah, so Joe Hennig, Curtis Axel was backstage at last week's SmackDown. And now a final story. This one courtesy of Brandon Thurston at WrestleNomics, who is just forever putting out just great stats and, and numbers and does the number work that people as silly and stupid as me could never do. So a uh, big thanks for Brandon Thurston for this one. But WWE is now more profitable than it ever was during its Attitude Era heyday, which at first you're thinking, but the Attitude Era was white hot. This is like the, the biggest time in wrestling. It was it produced the hottest stars of the hottest time. Stone Cold Steve Austin running wild, dropping stunners, giving middle fingers. Uh, I hope YouTube doesn't pull that. <laughs> and um, it's it, yeah, it, it was the Attitude Era was the Attitude Era. It was it's still held on the pedestal to this day. Even though a lot of the matches were really short, even though a lot of the gimmicks were trashy, even though it was uh, car crash TV, it was uh, Jerry Springer esque. Um, uh, but it was that car crash TV element that brought in so many more people to watch it than than were watching uh, the W or WWF product prior. Um, but yeah, when you think about it, regardless of that, of course it makes sense that this would be more profitable these days because. Money, 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 money. I feel like I should go into a Ted DiBiase right there. But yeah, the the big deals, the reason why WWE is more profitable now simply comes down to the demand for live sports broadcasts and, and the, the subsequent fees that, that companies can now charge, whether that's the NFL, whether that's the, the, the Premier League, whether that's NBA, whether that's whatever, or in this case, WWE, or in this case, sports entertainment, because we make movies, pal, it's not sports. Mm. <laughs> anyway, you've got to think that WWE, they have these massive, massive deals with Fox, with USA Network, uh, with the, the deal with Peacock for the US access to the WWE Network, the general WWE Network that's for sale still across the world. 
which I'm just hoping everything that here in the UK, we do not have any sort of peacock tie-in because it sounds dreadful. Uh, you've also got the, the 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 international rights. I mean, over here again in the UK, it's BT Sports have, have uh, coverage of WWE now. And you've got broadcasters all across the world paying their money to WWE for their product. And you've also got that... That we can't we can't avoid it. There is Saudi Arabia throwing a whole load of money at Vincent Mann for two WWE uh, specials per year, which the company obviously are now behind on because of the pandemic. So they're tied to Saudi Arabia for a little bit longer, kind of like the opposite of when WWE has those talents who get injured. And it's like, ah, sorry, Jeff Hardy, you've been injured for three months, so we're going to extend your contract by three months. Saudi Arabia, uh, well, you were supposed to give us two shows a year, brother. You didn't, so your contract's extended a little while. Um, but yeah, we've it's just the, the, the numbers being brought in by WWE, the, the profit margins. Uh, we we heard we WWE champion in for the last year or more about um, these record revenue numbers they're bringing in, while also on the, the same, <laughs> I don't know, like left hand is going record revenue, brother. The, the, the other hand is going... Yeah, but budget cuts, budget cuts across the board. So I, it's a stranger one. But a fun little stat I did dig up when uh, when looking into this because ratings have never mattered less than they do right now. Um, regardless of what you hear, what you believe, the, the WWE TV ratings just do not matter. Um, as a contrast, these record numbers, these record revenue numbers, these record profit margins uh, are being brought in when Raw last week for its three hours averaged 1.82 million one of the lowest in company history. Comparison, uh, the Attitude Era, the highest rated Raw segment ever, The Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin on the 28th of June, 1999 Raw. Raw, Sorry, there's an extra nine in there. Um, That was watched by just under 11 million people. 11 million people, 1.82 million people. Where did you go? Where did you go? Anyway, that has been the Solo Sunday News with myself, Andrew Pollard. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Um, let us know how, you, how you, you're getting on this weekend. Let's. I hope, it's a, I hope it's a good Sunday for you all. I hope you're having a good old time, whatever you're doing, whether it's you're working, whether you're just chilling out, whether you're going and visiting family, friends. Just have a good day. Have a good time. Uh, and uh, yeah, be sure to come and give us a follow at what WB on Twitter. But give give me a follow if you want. And um, it'd be cool. Might not. <laughs> at Cultured Left Peg on Twitter. Uh, have a great rest of your day and we'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.